0: It's a dreadful ball, and Chelsea could be in here with Duff, who goes for goal and scores. Finds the back
1: of the net. Henri. What a goal. Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri. Meddler. Lovely cushion header. But oh,
0: You're beautiful! What a headshot!
1: What a headshot! The Ghost Goal Podcast. We had upsets galore in the Premier League this weekend as Manchester City lost their first game of the season. And Arsenal limped to a 2-2 draw after leading 2-0 at Watford. I'm Alex, here with Javier. We have a couple of, uh, couple of not surprising games to, start to run through. About- no, no. We'll start. Right we'll ease in. you into it, Javier. You know, we'll Can we go talk slow. about something else, maybe? We'll, we'll we'll finish with that. You know, that will maybe be Maybe we should grand switch finale. the
0: pod to like something else. Like, I'm kind of getting sick of this whole footy thing. You know?
1: No, it's no. I'm 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 just like, getting started.
0: This is this is, this is horrible. Like, I, just... I haven't
1: even I haven't even mentioned my my lads yet. So, uh, but, oh, but let's start God, with the yeah. let's start with the first game of the weekend, which was uh, Liverpool hosting Newcastle. Liverpool fell behind in the seventh minute from a beautiful. Right-footed rip from uh, left back Jackshor Williams uh, before Sadio Mane scored uh, later on in the first half. I don't half, think anyone and... was
0: worried, by the way. No, I, I mean, like, all worried. right, Newcastle went up one nil. Like, this is all right. I was just kind of like, this doesn't matter, right? If it was they'd more scored like, another goal, then I might have been like, yeah. okay, but one goal from a team like that is at at Liverpool is never going to do anything, you know.
1: And I have to mention that Mohamed Salah did uh, grab the third in the 72nd minute to wrap up the 3-1 win for Liverpool. I mean, the the main thing you have to mention here is that Roberto Firmino came on midway through the first half and, you know, naturally bringing on uh, Firmino for Origi. Liverpool, the whole front three just started to just mesh perfectly after that, as you would assume and he uh, Sadio up, Mane he passed exactly
0: zero times to Muhammad Salah during the entire game, and Mahalo Salah attempted one pass to Sadio Mane. So, they uh, but still they love each other. Aren't... You
1: saw that you saw that you saw the the, the video of uh, someone photoshopped their heads onto two like toddlers that were like hugging each other. Right? You didn't see that mm-hmm. they like shared it themselves. It was funny. I like it. I mean. Obviously, they get along fine. I'm you know, sure they get along, guys. But, but they really don't pass to each other very much. It's crazy that Mane
0: just doesn't get assists.
1: But that's what league. Firmino is there for. I think he deserves, he, I mean, probably a bunch of people have said this before, but he probably deserves more credit for making that front three so potent. He is the one that's willing to uh, look for those two players. And that back heel flick for Pasala's goal, I feel like that kind of went under the radar. That was like, we've seen him do it so many times. It's just become like par for the course with him. But I mean, that was super impressive. And Liverpool obviously uh, have started the season perfectly in the league. They're the only team to do so. Uh, We're going to jump now to uh, Manchester United and Leicester, a game that we were, I'll I'll say it, we were hyping up Leicester for. I think a lot of people were assuming that uh, Leicester would go in and be the better side. And and, they were were uh, kind of disappointing. Alma's yeah.
0: Pretty shit United team sheet.
1: But, I mean, no Pogba, which came out, I think, after we uh, previewed the, the weekend. We knew there wasn't going to be uh, Martial, I think. Uh, and who else were they missing? Uh, Shaw, Luke Shaw was out. So, I mean, they started with a midfield of Mata, Fred, and was it Matic?
0: Yeah, which you'd think that they'd be able to lost that midfield but they really they weren't able to create that much well, I, I think
1: i think this habit that brandon rogers has gotten into of playing madison like off the left wing probably wasn't the best way of approaching this game seeing as juan basaka is playing right back and could just shut down uh, madison from creating anything out in that wide area like he's obviously capable of being a central midfielder and drifting around at different areas but they i think he went with uh Chaudhry and Telemans uh, central within DD. So I mean that's still a good midfield, and they probably should have pushed on and, and gotten something out of the game. But uh, I mean, credit to United, they got another penalty. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's almost I, it, that's it's bullshit. not even a joke anymore. It's like this is United's strategy. It's Ridiculous! Like, <laughs> they
0: do this every game. I you keep getting air. penalties.
1: Su Yangshu was a it was a David Luiz's tackle that uh, gave was. away the penalties. <laughs> uh, but yeah, good
0: for my fantasy team.
1: I mean, a really good uh, win for United, even though it was at home. And you know, like I said in the preview, you would expect them to be favourites in this kind of game. But there were a lot of worries that they would uh, continue to like not impress. And instead, they didn't make it pretty, but they got the three points. And that's all you can really ask of them right now. Uh, a team that did bounce back and really impressed was Tottenham, who uh, scored all four goals in the first half. Ah,
0: Tottenham's I mean, best player strikes. I mean, finally, you want you have this go week to week. Let, let me Phil finish Minsong. introducing
1: the game, Javier. Tottenham beat Crystal Palace 4-0 with all four goals coming in the first half. Uh, Hyang-Ming's son uh, finally is warmed up and ready for the season uh, after a kind of disappointing first couple of games back. Uh, He scored twice, uh, once in the 10th minute and again in the 23rd minute. Uh, The second goal was a Patrick Van Arnholt own goal uh, that Serge Aurier uh, played a cross in and it bounced off him into his own net. And then Eric Lamella finished things off in the 42nd minute, making it four 0 I didn't catch this one because I was watching the, uh, the the real game of the 10 a.m. slot with all the goals and all the excitement. Uh, but I, I mean, I was I was seriously worried for uh, Tottenham against Crystal Palace. I didn't. I, I, I guess it's not that big of a surprise that they had a huge win like this at home. But we were previewing this game with the Arsenal and Watford game, saying which one of Arsenal and Tottenham is. More likely to slip up against this team based off of like their current form. And like, we did go for Arsenal, but I mean, the fact that this Tottenham game was being talked about is like they possibly slip up at home against Crystal Palace. I didn't
0: think they could do it twice in a row like, beat United and then go and beat Tottenham.
1: Yeah, 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 saying Crystal
0: Palace couldn't do that. Yeah. Also, just like, Sun got the goal last year and they should have beaten them by more. They only beat them like 1 0, I think, but yeah. They could have beaten them two or three nil if I remember the game correctly. And yeah, it's kind it, of a
1: similar just, goal to the opening goal yeah, in this game. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, it was minus the deflection.
0: I mean, he just he kind of did the same thing he did to them there. And Son went on a really good run after playing Palace um, from that point. So he's uh Only thing I'll say is he's a 87 in the next FIFA. And that's I'm gonna be pretty pretty excited to play with uh, Son. That's the
1: deserved. FIFA. He's not he's not been that high. I don't think ever. I'm guessing. No, or,
0: definitely not. No. Yeah. He's been like an 84 or 85, so that'll be pretty fun to play with him in the next FIFA.
1: So let's jump into...
0: The... Ah, speaking of a team that won't be fun in the
1: uh, next oh, FIFA. Uh, they might be fun in uh, in video games, but they're fun in real life, and that's uh, that's what we're here to talk about. Uh, Chelsea, the team that I asked of last week, is there any scenario where you see Chelsea winning this game? And we both replied, No. <laughs> Went to Wolves and won five two with a uh, Tammy Abraham hat trick, a Fikayo Tomori laser to open the scoring in the thirty first minute, and a uh, Mason Mount silky finish in the ninety sixth minute. There were a couple goals uh, sprinkled in there for Wolves. Once Chelsea went up four 0 and kind of eased off the gas a little bit, uh, and you know, I, I-, I would. I'd be lying if I said uh, I wasn't worried. Like at the end, because we have shown a tendency to throw away leads to far worse teams than Wolves, but you know they end up getting the points. And uh, I, I want to try and contain my excitement somewhat because just like with the bad results, like the Sheffield game where we gave away a two goal lead,
0: well, you have yet to not concede like two goals, right? And I think right.
1: I mean, the, year, this so. game. Proves that we're, I think, steadily improving offensively. We've now scored eight goals in our last two away games in the Premier League. That's going to count for something. And one of those games was against Norwich, who we'll get to in a second here. <laughs> but I want to contain my excitement because, because as good as Chelsea were going forward at times in this game, uh, you, you have to you have to keep in the back of your mind at all times that this is a young team and they're going to have peaks and troughs. They're going to have games where they just look completely uh, out of whack and uh, inexperienced. It's just going to happen. And there's going to be games where they're buzzing with confidence, like so many of the young players were here. Uh, the The main thing I wanted to talk about uh, actually was uh, Maurizio Sarri and how this team is like starting to differentiate itself from the Maurizio Sarri team last year, where... I haven't really spoken about it since he left. I've kind of talked about him going to Juventus, and I've talked about Lampard coming to Chelsea and what it will do. But the main thing I want to get off my chest, the main difference, I think, between Frank Lampard, very inexperienced manager, but has intangibles that make him special to Chelsea, obviously, and Maurizio Sarri last year, is that Lampard's just shown a tactical flexibility, and we saw we saw it at Derby. It was one of the things that was uh, like attractive about him as a prospective manager, uh, but he's shown this t- tactical flexibility switching in this game from the 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1 that he was playing all throughout preseason and to start this season to a 3-4-3 uh, with Tomori, Christensen, and Rudiger at the back. Rudiger, who's had his first game back since April. Uh, Marcus Alonso returned after Emerson got injured and played pretty well going up against Adama Traore uh, on the wings. And uh, and played Aspila as a right wing back, and it obviously paid off. We didn't concede a goal when when Rudiger was playing for the first forty five minutes, and uh, only conceded the two once Zuma came on, and we had to shuffle it around a little bit. But it, it, it's a step in the right direction. That I, I think Frank, even though he's going to be outclassed by better and more experienced managers than him uh, this season, in in this game he showed a willingness and like a confidence to shift his uh, players, like to shift the formation like completely almost. And it ended up it ended yeah, it was going positive. What, that I, was pretty what I want to say to, is that Sari would not have shifted the formation at all. He's married to the one style of play and it's a good style of play. And I really would have liked to see us be more committed to it. But There's some times where you just don't have the players, you have injuries, you have suspensions, you have a tough matchup coming off an away trip in Europe or something. You need to be able to be a bit more malleable than just be completely married to this one set way of playing. And Frank's shown that early on, and I'm hoping that he, he, like these young players that we're getting so excited about, I'm hoping that he grows as a manager and is able to... You know, find his uh, set way of playing, but also be able to deviate from it a little bit while keeping the same principles. Just like Pep does, just like we've seen Klopp do at times. It's uh, it's exciting stuff, man. Tammy Abraham getting a hat trick, getting seven goals in (laughs) in three games. Like I've made that joke about him being our Harry Kane at the beginning of the season, and I'm kind of starting to believe it. I almost hate myself for it, but at the same time, it's exciting times. It's really exciting, and we got Champions League coming back tomorrow. I I couldn't be more happy. It's yeah, it's been a great week to be a Chelsea fan. Which uh, I mean, did you watch this game? I, I think you were watching the Tottenham Palace game, weren't you? Because I was on TV.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't watch this game. Do you
1: have any thoughts about you know Tammy? Anything? No.
0: Yeah, just. I mean, I was really impressed with the goals. I, I, I Again, he's... Three different uh,
1: kinds of goals, Danny. Three different kinds yeah, of goals. Yeah,
0: he, uh, he keeps impressing. So, I, I, I mean, I thought to myself before the game, I was like, if Tammy scores in this game, then, like, I probably have to rethink Chelsea. And, yeah, he scored three goals. So, you guys are definitely a lot better than I thought. Um, it makes me think, that, like, number one, Frank Lampard is probably a better manager than I thought. And... Like you said, like this type of formation and this, uh, willing to willingness to adapt, and just that he's brought the best out of a lot of these young players. Which, you know, I think a lot of a lot of managers going into Chelsea would have like demanded a bunch of money and a bunch of signings, and you know, he's doing pretty okay with uh, without having signed anyone. So to be yeah, fair, he didn't really uh, have a choice.
1: I'm sure he would have <laughs> if he uh, didn't have the ban. Yeah,
0: I'm sure he would have, but. But it's it's still impressive to uh, to do you know to win five two you know be up four nil at Wolves with uh, with a bunch of kids in the team you know and playing a new formation like that yeah that's still that's really uh, I mean that means that you know he must be training them really well you know someone someone there is doing is doing well in training so <sighs> it's something that is sorely missed at Arsenal so when I see it on other teams I'm I'm a little bit jealous
1: I'm I'm gonna wait to uh, to get. Like, really? Even just, like,
0: attacking. Like, I wouldn't give a shit if we conceded a couple of goals a game, if we were banging in four or five every
1: game. Right. I mean, at least we make it interesting.
0: <laughs> right. That would uh, At least it's fun. At least you're not getting, like, dominated the whole well, time. And, like, yeah, you might be get, like, 15, 20-minute periods, but uh, fuck that, you know? Oh, and this is when we end the pod. No, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're going
1: to jump to, I think, the result of the season. I mean, definitely so far. And I would be surprised if there was a bigger upset in the Premier League this season. Uh, Norwich beat Manchester City 3-2 at home against all odds. <laughs> they had, I think it was someone quoted the number as like 11 players injured for this game. They started uh, Ibrahim Amadou, their defensive midfield signing from Sevilla. They started him at center back next to Ben Godfrey, who was only like just able to play, and he was injured also. The same of Tim Krul, who came in and had a great performance, uh, and they were really ruthless. On Manchester City's mistakes uh, really punished them. Uh, Kenny McLean scored off a corner kick in the 18th minute to make it 1-0, before uh, Timu Puki brilliantly set up Todd Cantwell in the 28th minute. Uh, and uh, Aguero got one back in the 21st minute. Uh, Aguero got one back in the 45th minute before uh, Puki made it 3-1 early in the, the second half in the 50th minute. And uh, Rodri made it a little tense in the 88th minute at uh, 3-2. City really like, shot themselves in the foot in this one. And I can point to the Otamendi mistake to give a, to, in the build-up to Norwich's third goal uh, as like the real nail in the coffin moment. Obviously, they could have pushed and scored a couple more goals after that. There was plenty of time, but two-one down after having scored like right at the end of the the first half with Aguero to, to to make it two-one. You were pre- like I, I was dumb. I assumed that City were just going to win this game four-one. I think we said on the preview pod. Like I obviously. <laughs> I obviously uh, I messed up yeah, there I mean, I and just, I didn't watch the uh, first like 50 minutes of this it was only once I saw I thought Norwich maybe like four
0: two that was the original yeah. like remember I said that to you is what was what I was thinking but uh, yeah this this is kind of scary number one that means this means like Norwich away is gonna be like uh, games at Norwich are gonna be really really hard this year um and it also puts into like you know Chelsea's result there into context. Like that, you know, as a pretty good result to go get a win there. And for City, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that like my prediction of them just being terribly defensively without Laporte is just it looks like it's going to come true. I mean, it just looks like they're going to have a leaky back line these next, you know, few months until they can go buy a center back. It looks like there's a lot riding on Fernandinho
1: whether he can work out in that position because I don't think they can get away with playing. I don't,
0: I don't believe that that's the thing. I
1: don't think they can get away with playing. Stones and Otamendi week to week in the Premier League, like maybe like one of those. Like Stones is probably the better one for Pep, like what he wants to do. But he's still mistake prone. He kept Cantwell on side for uh, his goal, and you know the, Otamendi's mistake was obviously uh, more noticeable. It was a terrible uh, like oh, just taking way too much time on the ball and getting it robbed off of him, and then squared to Puki and he and he scored easily. Uh, and I, I think he's, I think he's a different kind of center back than what like Pep usually goes for. He was obviously there before Pep arrived and had the one uh, good season where he scored a bunch of goals off set pieces and City got the hundred points in the league. But uh, it, it was always kind of like a square peg in a round hole uh, for Pep, and he's kind of been forced into playing him now. Fernandinho in, in that position, like I feel like they'll still leak goals. Fernandinho is not going to get caught on the ball like that like I can guarantee you that he's gonna at least get it out of there and and up the field like and hoof it out and normally he's gonna play a composed pass like into one of the forwards or up, up to the midfield I'm, I I'm not I'm not looking at this five point gap right now after what has been like five games six games now I, I can't keep track but I'm not thinking that city are out of it by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> it's like they were came from 10 points down last season. And that was in like December. So it's still all to play for. But I I mean, to what degree do you think that they're in trouble without Laporte? Do you think it's like they don't have a chance of keeping up with Liverpool? Or is it, or is it just that like, it's, Uh,
0: I think, I think like this was coming off an international break. So it was probably exaggerated a little bit, just the disorganization. And I'm guessing Pep's just going to have to reshuffle. He's going to have to, you know, introduce something new in training and, and, no, I mean I trust yeah. Pep to, to figure out. He's not gonna do the
1: same thing yeah. over and over again.
0: No. He he won't he'll probably learn from his mistakes, but um it, it is a little bit worrying still. And 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 credit to Norwich because putting three goals past Manchester City is is not easy. And yeah, it's just super impressive that the team coming up, you know, didn't just completely fall over to Liverpool, was able to beat Manchester City you know, didn't fall over completely to you guys has made it hard. And they've had, they, they've had a, you know, really, really difficult start to the season and they're in a pretty good spot right now. So, you know, you gotta, if you're a Norwich fan, you gotta be feeling pretty good at uh, your chances of staying up this year.
1: Yeah. That place was rocking. <laughs> you, there were videos being posted afterwards of like the fan reaction at the final whistle and everything. It was like, they'd won the world cup. It was like, they just seen England win the world cup. they, uh, by far the most impressive win in Norwich's Premier League uh, history, I can, I can say that much. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, I'm really looking forward to all future top six teams going to Norwich now. Those games after the 3-2 with Chelsea and, the, and this 3-2 win they got, it's it's going to be exciting. Uh, so let's, let's finish out with another, let's say, upset uh, this weekend, even though the uh, run of play didn't exactly... Go that way. Know, we
0: kind of called it. We yeah. were like, oh, if you made a bet, you'd probably make that our school uh, one. To, like, to, to be exact, draw.
1: I called it with the, uh, the plus 260. Yeah, but I said it was a good bet. The plus 260 yeah, draw landing. Uh, I should also mention Andrew placed bets on uh, Pookie to score at any time at plus 220 against uh, City. That, of course, landed. Uh, he placed a bet for uh, Wolves and Chelsea to be over 3.5 goals at plus 245. That landed. That landed. And I think he had the over on 3.5 goals for in the ah, uh, Bournemouth Everton game.
0: Took my advice. He wanted to. Uh, he, I, I didn't like those plus like 120, 130s. The, he got a little bit riskier on the bets, and uh, he, hit he hit all three it's of way them. More I mean, I think
1: the uh, yeah, the Pookie to really score against City was his like official bet of the week that uh, we that we pick each one of us. But uh, yeah, he and I both got them right this week. What was yours this week, Javier? Was it uh
0: it was a uh, lesser to win at United. Yeah, okay. At like plus 360, something okay. like that. Okay, I
1: mean, we all liked that one. Yeah, as we just mentioned yeah. in the discussion of that, that game.
0: Uh, Leicester. so but,
1: does it. Uh, let's stop beating on. around the bush. Uh, Watford came back from no, no, 2-0 let's, let's down around uh, to get a 2-2 draw with Arsenal. Hey, and uh, frankly, think, they, they could have had more. Uh, Aubameyang opened the scoring in the 21st minute uh. before making it 2-0 in the 32nd minute. And then a early gift of a goal uh, from uh, Tom Cleverley in the 53rd minute and early in the second half uh, got Watford back in the game. And they eventually uh, equalized the 81st minute through a Roberto Pereira penalty that David Luiz so kindly gave away. <laughs> um, we've had some pundits... Uh, well, like you just said before we started recording, Lee Dixon uh, was one of those pundits who said something along the lines of "This was the worst Arsenal performance he had ever seen." Which, if you put it into context of terrible Arsenal performance, off of the ball,
0: off okay, of the ball, without it was the, the worst ball. performance he'd ever
1: seen. Actually, I was, I was, yeah, I might actually agree with him on that one because Arsenal had a 2 0 lead, but it kind of felt like it came from Watford smelling blood. And sensing that Arsenal weren't really up for it. And they in turn opened themselves up and allowed Arsenal to just sort of counter them quickly when they won the ball back.
0: Dude, it was pathetic. Like the commentator said in the first 15 minutes, like, oh, Arsenal are playing at like a trot. And we were just like passing the ball between like our center backs and like to our goalie and stuff and then hoofing it down the field and Watford would come back at us. And yeah, we got a couple of goals like on like pretty much our only real attacks that we had. Aubameyang converted like the only two chances he had in the whole game. So when we were up like 2-0 at half, it it didn't feel great. Like I thought like right, Watford were still like this, this, creating a
1: ton of chances in that first half.
0: Right. And we still had Ozil, we still had Jacques on the pitch, we still have David Luiz. And I just, you know, I I uh, Unai hasn't been making good subs, you know, since the middle of last year up until now. He seemingly has just lost that magical touch that he had, where you know he used to make really good changes at halftime, um, you know, switch formations, switch the system, whatever. It seems like now he just he doesn't have a formation, doesn't have a system. He the players are running around like headless chickens, and it's, it's it's it makes for terrible watching if you're an Arsenal fan. I'm sure if you're a neutral, you're you know you're laughing laughing watching that happen, but. I mean, if I was watching an opposing team, like like I, honestly, we looked like United out there. Like a lot of times, like how how you, how how flat United have looked at times, um, you know, when they've been at their worst, we've looked like that, and I've made fun of them a lot for looking like that. And in the past, under Wenger, at least when we would like capitulate in games, we would still look decent offensively. Would still like play nice and, football right, You would and score like be nice frustrated
1: goals? by missing chances that you should have put away. Right. We
0: would miss chances and still create exactly. Now it's like we don't even create chances. Other teams we just go we go to Wolves and lose three nil. We you know, we go to fucking Everton and get destroyed. We go to to Liverpool and you know get annihilated. Under Wenger the, these things I mean There were games where it happened, but it was like few and far between. And a lot of times it would be like, you know, we had a bunch of injuries or lineups, whatever. And like you said, or we would miss chances. But under Unai, it's like we're it's almost even like a whole new low where like we're going to these places and like we're scared to go to like Watford away. Who, again, are bottom of the league
1: right now and had just hired a new manager um, who didn't approach the game like anything like what I thought he was going to do.
0: Why, why did Ozio play this game? He did absolutely fucking nothing. He was useless. Yeah,
1: I mean, for the first time since Unai was uh, hired a year and a half ago, I, or a year ago basically, I've started to see Unai out things being posted everywhere. Yeah, I'm
0: Unai but, out. Yeah. I'm Unai out. I'm done with him. I'm like, I don't I – don't, this, this is the farthest he can Z- take us. I'm sure he's going to keep the job to the end of the year. I'm sure like the Arsenal board going What if you get that. in like a Mourinho but, spot
1: where you're 10 points off of top 4 like you're not playing well.
0: I'm sure Una is just going to be like, "Oh, I have Europa."
1: Yeah, like, we'll lose in the finals some again. Some fucking
0: bullshit like that, right? But just the, I the reason know. I kind of <sighs> agree with
1: you um I want him out <laughs> now. I would I would fire him right now. Yeah, the the reason I agree with you is that Thirty-one shots. The main issue. The the main issue I had with the the second half performance, in particular, but you start. You saw like a little glimpse of it in the first half. Is that as as he made those substitutions and he brought on like I guess more forward players to try and you know score and put the game to bed, he just basically gave up the midfield, and it was like it was a completely systematic thing as to why there was a like a thirty to forty yard gap between Arsenal's forward line when they would try and break and, and get forward. And when they would inevitably turn the ball over or just not be able to score, Watford would just have one quick out ball. And there was 30 or 40 yards of space between the forward line of Arsenal and the back line for Delafeu or Decore or Capoue to just stroll stroll through, like onto the field. And actually, the game that it reminded me the most of for you guys that it actually that ended up well was uh, Bournemouth away last year. I think you guys won 2-1 or something like that. And you had like an Obama goal. But the whole game, when Bournemouth would recover the ball on their own third, they would just be able to make one pass out from the back. And they would just have four or five players starting a counterattack with no midfield pressure to sort of stop the ball. Dude, or it was crazy. Like
0: Every single time Delafoe or Pereira was on the wings,
1: Sar, it, it's like they had on, 20 or 30- 30.
0: Yeah, it was like they had twenty or thirty yards to just like run into, and they would get into our eighteen-yard box without being challenged. And it was it, it was just it was really sad to watch. That's a coaching
1: thing. That's um, not like one. That's that's a that's coaching not like thing. One right. player's That's fault. a coaching like, thing. Well, like we saw players. Like I think I texted you. Then the goal kicks. What the fuck were yeah. they doing? We, we kept getting pressured on those goal oh, kicks. Man.
0: Like I don't understand, and then they almost scored. They literally, like one minute before, Lee Dixon was raging in the commentary, saying, "Oh, they they surely have to hoof it now," and we fucking conceded yeah, that. You don't even need to
1: like resort to like root one football. You don't even need to do that. You just have to look at Watford and how they're pressing you, and what from what angles they're trying to press you and force you to go a certain way. You just have to figure out a way to get around that. We were still passing it like right
0: in the middle of the right. box like, to instead, the player at the top of the box that had a player instead right of
1: trying next to go it. straight up the field. Sanctuary, get blowing! out man. wide, like work the ball around right. in your own half a little. It's bit. like
0: they were playing fucking FIFA and they were just double clicking X. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you know what I mean when you're trying to restart from a goal click and you're just like, oh oh, double click X oh, and like whoops, the other I guy accidentally gets the passed ball. it to them. <laughs> right? Oh, whoops! I accidentally passed it like the first striker who's there and like they score on you, but. Yeah, it's just uh, and, and it's, finally it was it was miserable to finally, watch.
1: I, I mean, you guys, Unai, you guys have to switch. Fuck you have Ozil, to switch fuck to the Shaka, back three. fuck
0: David. David Luiz is a cancer.
1: <laughs> it took exactly four eight, games for David, David for Luiz him. to be to go from being an experienced uh, defender that will make us better to a fuck. cancer. I love it, Javier. Yeah, I love Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, well Javier, you know, it's just it's just, what I told you it would fuck. be.
1: You can't you can't play David Luiz in a back two. I'm switching to ten. You tennis. can't play him in a center back pairing of just two center backs. Maybe maybe NBA you, you basketball. You have to you have to put him in the center of a back three. Give him the freedom to go forward and fill up those spaces in midfield and go and try and win. Holding
0: it. Tierney and Bayarine cannot come soon enough, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I
1: I will stand by. I, I will stand, stand by the idea that right holding. Now.
0: I cannot deal with those. Javier, folks. I will
1: stand by the idea that holding David Luiz and Socrates back three, while. It will never be league title winning like good. That can be like top four good. That can be that can be enough to get you into top. Alright,
0: what if you put Mustafi in there with Papa and Dude, oh
1: God. What do you oh think my of God, that? I backstory? would love that. I, I just
0: God, I dude, I guarantee it's gonna happen once. Oh my gosh, I'd be so happy. Papa and everyone's just gonna be like, like, it's gonna be comedy. You you should
1: obviously put chambers in there ahead of Mustafi. (laughs) Put Chambers at right center No, Obviously,
0: but I'm saying watch it happen. Watch Mustafi play with Papa and Louise at some point in like a back three this year. Oh,
1: it's gonna be box office. I watch them
0: wait. just be like gods together, and it's just like <laughs> ah, <laughs> like like the three
1: like Stooges. But when they're together, they're fine. They're, they they complete each other. Right. That'd be amazing. I would be. am just. I I'm, I'm intrigued at the very least. Um, but yeah, that was. Not a great way to bounce back from uh, a, a couple of not so great uh, Premier League and w- then, results. And then, I
0: mean, we get, we got pretty lucky to get a draw in the yeah. end. that move from DeCorey was beautiful; would have been goal of the season. And the dude just smacks it straight at Leno, which they were doing the whole fucking game. Uh, how do you hear? come on? Fikayo
1: Tamori Lenoir. has goal of the season on lock already. Come on, good. Get... For now,
0: for now, for now. We'll see. Uh, we'll see at the end of the year. Laka, Laka's. Uh, he'll get. A, he'll get one or two in there.
1: Well, that about wraps it up. We definitely missed him.
0: We missed we missed the hold-up play because... You're, you're going to keep... I thought you, you I thought you were done with nil. this, Javier.
1: I thought you wanted this to end. I thought you were... Uh, you, you-
0: yeah, yeah, you're right, I am. <laughs> Fuck this. You're right, I don't care. Laka's hurt for a while. I think he's out for a month. We're going to get raped this next week. Oh, month. God. Now, we have some pretty easy fixtures coming up, just like United away. It's in a few weeks, but there... There's no... Easy real fixtures with us right now. Is there maybe our home games against Europa some? Europa League, these teams, Javier. But... Europa League
1: coming up on Thursday.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, we'll get our confidence back with Europa. Yeah, uh,
1: that's what it's there for.
0: Um... Oh, and Gwen Duzzi, don't fucking ever <laughs> flash a symbol to the opposing fans. I can't ever believe again.
1: it took us this long to ever get to again. that.
0: <laughs> Even if we were up like three or four nil, like what are you doing, dude? We were up two one and getting like just dominated, and you you you're getting subbed off because you got a yellow card in like a fight, and we're just like. Played pretty bad the whole game. We're like mispacing. What passes. I will say about him though is um, that he,
1: he was one of the few players on there who looked like he gave a shit <laughs> and was actually yeah, like absolutely. putting I mean, in 110% effort. What, that's why
0: he's endeared himself to Arsenal fans. Cause you know, he has really high energy and, and obviously cares and he's a cocky fuck and people like that when it works out. But when it doesn't work out,
1: this is what it you looks look like. You look like an asshole. You know?
0: It's embarrassing. You look like an <sighs> asshole, dude.
1: Also, right. just from an abstract point of view, looking at it from like the point of view that we've seen multiple three-goal leads in the Champions League just been thrown away in the last year or two, and you want to put up two-one on your fingers like in a Premier League game, like, all right, man, have you not been paying attention? Like, two, one-goal leads aren't safe at all. Like, three-goal leads aren't safe. <laughs> so I don't know what you're thinking with a two-one lead, um, but yeah, let's. let's- it's pretty of your misery, Javier. Let's uh, let's end this. Uh, thank you for listening to the Ghost Gold Recap Pod. Uh, thank you, Javier, for coming on with me. Uh, we're looking forward to the Champions League. It's back this week. If you haven't checked out our Champions League Group Stage preview pods, we uh, released two of them Fuck over the, the weekend. Nobody watches that shit. Yeah, everyone anyway. watches it, Javier. <laughs> everyone does. No, no, no. Chelsea, no, Valencia. No. Good teams. Chelsea, are in Valencia tomorrow. I'm so hyped. We might we might even lose. Yeah, definitely not going to watch. No. Nope. I'm going to do my best to it's uh, it's special. It's you'll know again, Javier someday, but uh, follow us on social media at Andrew Passaro for uh, his Twitter and Instagram accounts uh, at Javier Rev for his Instagram and at asmoss 92 for my Twitter and Instagram, obviously at ghost goal pod for uh, both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast itself. And until next time, Bye.